They're always going to come around to smear him, trying to take him down. Harassment. That's exactly what it is. Pure harassment. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Straight Talk with your host, America's Sheriff David Clark. Well, well, we have our latest edition of what the left likes to call evidence that racism exists all throughout American society. This comes out of Kansas City, Missouri. It was a shooting a couple of days ago. You may have heard about it. An 84-year-old man is being accused of shooting a 16-year-old black kid. Oh, I forgot to mention that the uh, the 84-year-old man is white. Let me go through the story here so we have a backdrop with which to work from. It says here, an 84-year-old Kansas City man accused of shooting a black teenager who mistakenly rang the doorbell at the wrong home surrendered to police Tuesday. Lester, that's his name, of Kansas City was charged Monday with first-degree assault and armed criminal action, both of which are felonies and shooting in the shooting Thursday night of Ralph Yarrow, the Clay County prosecuting attorney has said. Yarrow, 16, had gone to the wrong address to pick up his siblings around 10 p.m., and he was shot through a glass door after he rang the doorbell, according to a probable cause statement filed by police. Lester told investigators that he had gone to bed when the doorbell rang and he went to the door armed with a 32 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver, police wrote. Lester said he saw a black male, he didn't know, pulling on the exterior storm door handle and thought his home was being broken into, the probable cause statement says. Lester said firing his weapon, quote, was the last thing he wanted to do, but he was scared to death because of his age and the male size police wrote. Lester said he lives alone. So, let's drill down into this. First of all, the usual suspects jump into the fray here. Several celebrities, including Viola Davis, Halle Berry, and Chrissy Teigen, have joined the outrage, speaking out about the case on social media. Also, Joe Biden chimes in. Asking for justice, and Biden indicated that he called the Yarrow family, the family of the 16-year-old, although the police said they weren't able to, thus far at the writing of this report, this story, they weren't able to find family members. So let's, let's look at this thing from an objective perspective. Those clowns I just mentioned, those celebrities and including Joe Biden, they're just all they're doing is flaunting their racial sensitivity. All they're doing is virtue signaling about this case. Because just last weekend, in the city of Chicago, 32 people were shot, black, 11 dead, by black perpetrators. And not a peep from Halle Berry, Chrissy Teigen, Joe Biden didn't call any of the victims' families. Nothing from those idiots. Viola Davis, nothing. And that's why I said all they're doing is virtue signaling. Here's one they know will get national attention, so why not grab the microphone and, and 
flaunt your vert your your racial sensitivity. So I looked at this thing, and you may know, you may not know, I am a skilled investigator. I worked in the homicide unit of the Milwaukee Police Department. I also supervised that unit when I got promoted. So I know a thing or two about criminal investigations. So at least I'm speaking from knowledge. And as I look at this thing, you know, the first thing I, I ask myself is, why are we so quick to accept Jarl's version of the events, that's the 16-year-old, and why are we quicker yet to dismiss Andrew Lester's version of events? Because that's what we're doing here. People are assuming, oh, white man shoots a black kid. Here we go again. I don't know what happened there. I wasn't there. But I'm able to sift through the story and and some of the stories that have come out and deduce some things. Objectively, not with emotion. So this 84-year-old man, he said this was the last thing he wanted to do was fire his weapon. But he was scared to death because of his age, meaning 84, and the male size, police wrote. If people look at some of the stuff going on today in every major urban city in America, involving black youth and black youths involved in violent crime, and if you just watch the news accounts like I do, I think it's reasonable under the circumstances to believe that this guy was scared to death when he saw this young black male standing on his porch trying to open the door. First of all, this kid, Yarl, 16 years old, it's 10 o'clock at night. And it says he, he, he was at the wrong house. My question was, and still is, well, what house was he looking for? Now, I know it doesn't indicate that in the story, but just reading this story, how can anybody come to any conclusion about what happened? I have questions. I haven't come to any conclusions. But I thought, well, what house was he looking for? Did such a house actually exist where his siblings were? And what siblings? And how old were they? See, they just... The media and all of these celebrities want you to gloss over all that stuff. Ah, don't worry about that. You know, nothing to see here. Move along. No, there's a lot to see here. The violence in America over the last, I don't know, maybe five years involving young black youths is off the charts. It's record setting. Let's go through some of the stories here. Chicago gun violence has killed over three times more kids in 2021 compared to the same size in 2020, this report says from Fox News. And you know who the perpetrators are? Young black people, young black men, commit an inordinate amount of violent crime at a younger and younger age. Here's a case out of Chicago. An 18-year-old man, black. See, they don't put that in here. 
But they point out Jarl, a black man. So this story here from NBC News says an 18-year-old man has been charged with first-degree murder and the shooting death of seven-year-old Jaslyn Adams. Here's another one. The law is on hold in Milwaukee as youths are caught in the middle of the city's climbing homicide rate. And you know who's killing these youths? Young black people. Here's a story here. It says the criminal complaint contains horrific details of the incident that has led to a 13-year-old boy being charged as an adult in Milwaukee County Circuit Court. Despite being 13, the boy now faces six felonies that carry up to 115 years in prison upon conviction. This case is extreme, but it's one of the violent, many violent crimes in Milwaukee County where young people are involved. And I'll add, young black people are involved. Here's another one. A 13-year-old boy was shot and killed Sunday, the fourth child to die in a shooting so far this year, according to Milwaukee police. Police report the three other teenagers, 14, 15, 17, were killed in shootings in January. An 18-year-old was shot and killed in early February by black perpetrators. Many of these young black males are dangerous. And it is reasonable to assume that your life might be in danger. And then there's another story here where three young punks Black, were trying to steal a woman's car. They ran her over, trying to get away. Ran her over. These were young black males. So I think it is reasonable to assume it's 10 o'clock at night, you live alone, you're 84 years old, and somebody's jimmying the door of your home, it's reasonable to assume your home might be about to be burglarized. That's what Lester said. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I think under the circumstances that I just laid out, it could be reasonable that he feared for his life. And what's he allowed to do if he fears for his life? He's allowed to defend his life. You know, like I said, reasonable under the circumstances. So I think, you know, we'll learn a lot as this goes on here. And, of course, there'll be a trial, and it'll probably be covered live. And I don't know. Who knows what a jury's going to find here? But I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't answer my door at 10 o'clock at night without a firearm in my hand because nobody has any business at my home at 10 o'clock at night. Now, I can't blindly shoot into the door. But the guy said he saw a black male standing out there who was jimmying, you know, trying to open the outer door. What the hell was the kid doing that for? Well, knocked on, you know, I heard somebody say, well, he knocked on the door and maybe nobody answered, or he rang the doorbell and maybe nobody answered, so he thought he'd knock. You don't open somebody's screen door to knock on it. And I still, I'm still puzzled about this, this, he's at the wrong home. Most most houses have an address on it. What address was he looking for? Did he drop his siblings off? 
I, I just, I, I don't know. I think with a good defense attorney, he can create doubt. He could create doubt in the mind of a jury that this guy's fear, being fearful of his life was legitimate under the circumstances. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. The country is under attack from within like never before. Bulldog TV and its community is leading the way to an open and honest media. Join Bulldog TV today by following Bulldog TV on Facebook and Truth Social. You talk about race, crime, and politics. Some folks lose sleep over this, but not me. Because I sleep just fine on my Giza Dream Sheets and Pillow from my pillow, especially this new 2.0. If you haven't gotten yours yet, you are missing out. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CLARK at C-L-A-R-K-E and save up to 66% off. The direct link is also available on my website, americasheriff.com. Get a great night's sleep so we can continue the fight. Now let's move into another aspect of crime. This crime surge continues across the United States of America. It's not going on, going away anytime soon because there's really no plan in place to address it. It's not going to abate on its own. So I'm looking here and I'm, I'm reading some stories about how the crime issue, public safety issue is impacting on a business and businesses to remain profitable in some of these crime-ridden areas in different cities across America. And if they aren't going to remain profitable, they can't stay open. So here's one here. Whole Foods closes San Francisco flagship store after a year, citing employee safety. Whole Food Markets is one of the latest companies to close a store in San Francisco due to public safety issues. Now, that's just a nice way of saying due to crime. Then here's another one. Shoplifting gangs paralyze Los Angeles retailers. And then there's this. Walmart, Target, other retailers shutter doors due to overwhelming thefts. I want to read a little bit from this article, kind of to frame what I'm going to talk about in this segment here. Walmart, Target, Best Buy, and other mega retailers have shuttered stores throughout the United States due to an overwhelming uptick in thefts. Breitbart News reported, Reliable retail outlets have begun to make do on their pledge to close stores if crime continues to climb. The simplest explanation, this is a quote from one of the managers at one of the Walmart stores. The simplest explanation is that collectively our Chicago stores have not been profitable since we opened the first one nearly 17 years ago. These stores lose tens of millions of dollars a year in their annual losses nearly doubled in just the last five years. The problem is that shoplifting has 
been all but decriminalized, and these retailers are losing tens of millions of dollars. Walmart shuttered stores in Chicago, coming after it closed its remaining Portland stores, it's Portland, Oregon, due to a crime wave in Antifa's native city. Walmart has shuttered as many as 17 stores across nine states, while Whole Foods also recently closed its one store in downtown San Francisco due to rising crime levels. Walgreens closes many stores in San Francisco due to an uptick in organized shoplifting in 2021. Shopping mall staple Macy's is closing four stores in the first quarter of 2023 with malls in California, Colorado, Hawaii, and Maryland losing out. The closures are part of Macy's three-year plan to close 125 locations as an increase in organized retail theft cuts into the profits of businesses. Best Buy CEO Corey Berry highlighted the growing problem with theft as it's at its stores back in 2021. Berry said organized crime retail theft groups would steal entire shelves of high-value products like electronics to resell them at a discounted price. Walmart announced that the company will be closing four stores in Chicago's crime-ridden South Side and West Side sections. Neighborhoods in which Walmart announced the closures have long struggled with crime and violence. Ladies and gentlemen, businesses exist for one reason and one reason only, to make profits, to make a profit. If they're not going to make a profit, there's no sense in keeping the doors open. Businesses don't exist to create jobs. What happens is, and this is simple economics, they invest heavily in building these stores to sell goods and services to people. So they have to attract customers. The store has to employ reliable and responsible help. But if it's not profitable, they can't stay open. And if they can't stay open, guess what happens? No jobs. No jobs. So it's incumbent upon the political class, and here's their responsibility in this, to provide an environment in which these stores can operate, keep their customers safe, the employees safe, and to create an environment that's crime-free, at least reasonably. You know, there's going to be some crime everywhere. But I remember uh, a little over a year ago, this rash of smash-and-grab retail thefts in the uh, Chicago downtown area called the Magnificent Mile. It's on Michigan Avenue. I've been down there numerous times. They had a bunch of smash and grabs. You know what? Now defeated. Mayor Lori Lightfoot did. She blamed the businesses. She said they got to do a better job of protecting their property. She actually told some businesses, you know, don't deal in cash. What? This is her response. They've made an investment. These businesses pay a bigger portion of property taxes then do residential areas. And here's what they get from the city of Chicago. Do a better job. That's the wrong answer. No wonder they're closing. Why should they put up with this crap? 
And then you have these roving bands of youths in Chicago. Recently they struck in the downtown area. And now this new mayor, and, and you know, Chicago, sometimes they're their own worst enemy. They just had a mayor's race. Now, okay, both of them are, you know, the candidates in the final are liberal, but one ran strictly on, he was going to take on crime and violence in the city of Chicago. Prefaced his whole campaign on it. The other guy who won, Brandon Johnson, straight up socialist, straight up apologist. This guy promised to defund the police. He's a big proponent of that. The Chicago Police Department, they already don't have enough service uh, resources. So it says here in this story from Fox News, Chicago Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson warned against vilifying youth while condemning a chaotic teen takeover of the Loop. The Loop area is the downtown area. Over the weekend, which saw hundreds of young people descend on the downtown area for two nights in a row. Johnson said it's not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. What in the hell is he talking about? Starved of opportunities. And so they resort to this? Terrorizing retail areas? So some arrests were made. Listen to this. Chicago police arrested nine adults and six juveniles in connection connection with the takeover, which was advertised on social media. A 16-year-old male, remember he just got through talking about young, black, violent males? A 16-year-old male was charged with unlawful use of a weapon, while two other sus- suspects were charged with possession of a stolen vehicle. So here's what you get. You got a mayor who's a criminal apologist. You know what Chicago needs? Chicago needs a ball-busting mayor who's going to make it clear, and not just through lip service, that they're going to get their arms around this crime problem. They're going to hold people accountable. A mayor who's going to call out the Cook County prosecutor if they don't charge these crimes. A mayor like Richard Daly, former mayor of Chicago, in 1968. Here's how he handled looting, rioting, and arson. Very emphatically and very definitely that an order be issued immediately under his signature to shoot to kill any arsonist or anyone with a Molotov cocktail in their hand in Chicago to fire a building because they're potential murderers and to issue a police order to shoot to main or cripple anyone looting any stores in our city. And above all, the crime of arson is to me the most hideous and worst crime of any and should be dealt with in this fashion. I was disappointed to know that every policeman out on the beat was supposed to use his own decision. And this decision evidently was his. In my opinion, 
he should have had instructions to shoot arsonists and to shoot looters. Yeah. Like I said, Chicago needs a ball-busting mayor. No nonsense. Chicago's a tough city. Blue collar. They call it the the city of big shoulders. You know what they have for, for a mayor today? People like Lori Lightfoot and Brandon Johnson. They're unfit to lead an urban middle class, or I should say Midwestern city. Yeah, middle class, like Chicago. You have these roving bands of youths in these retail areas. All these businesses ask the city to do is, hey, you know, give us a little help here. Give us some police protection. If our customers don't feel safe, they're not coming in. They're not coming over here. They're not coming down here. And it's going to hurt our bottom line. You have some of these businesses that are losing in the hundreds of millions of dollars in profits due to theft. Here's one here from the Daily Caller. Walmart announced that the company will be closing four stores in Chicago's crime-ridden south side and west sections. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And they expect these stores to stay open, what, out of the goodness of their hearts? you got to be kidding me. And this is happening, as I indicated, all across America. Listen to this. You want for- further proof? In 2021, retailers lost a combined $94.5 billion from theft and inventory loss, according to the 2022 National Retail Security Survey. California has seen 35 retail outlets close, while New York has closed 23, Illinois closed 18, Florida has closed 21 stores. Due to crime, due to an environment, well, they just can't, they can't show a profit. And then all we get from the political class, because that's their, their role here. These businesses come in, they invest, they build the structure, and all they're trying to do is sell goods and services to make a profit. And they need responsible and reliable workers. But even the workers don't feel safe in the store, on the way to the store, and on their way back home. There's no way to treat a business. Businesses aren't going to be interested in operating in these places under these circumstances. Wow. We miss leaders like that. I know, you know, people go, oh, my God, Clark's saying that, uh, you know, Richard Daly, we need a mayor like Richard Daly. Yes, we do. Because it's a deterrent. You know who else understood that? Because we don't have leaders like this anymore. Ronald Reagan, in dealing with riots on the Berkeley College campus, UC Berkeley. Here's how Reagan handled things. 
Government you to negotiate many times. Negotiate? What is government to negotiate? What is? What university is a public institution. That's it's right. Institution but the university, for all of the, its own community, and for the community of Berkeley that live around it. All of it began the first time some of you who know better and are old enough to know better let young people think that they had the right to choose the laws they would obey as long as they were doing it in the name of social protest. I'm sick and tired of the argument about whether some effort to enforce law and order is going to escalate anything at all. Plain truth of the matter is this has to stop and it has to stop like the day before yesterday. And it's going to be stopped, whatever it takes. I was picked a few days ago in California by some youngsters that had signs that said, make love, not war. Trouble is, they didn't look like they were capable of doing either. Yes, Ronald Reagan, governor of California. Put his foot down. That's it. No more. And now we have people in positions of leadership today, 2023. They have no nerve. They're incompetent. They're soft. The number one priority of any level of government, we're talking about cities here, is to secure the personal safety of citizens. Their role is to enact policies that make communities safe, not enact policies like decriminalizing retail theft, no bail, a revolving door of criminal justice system where these these longtime criminal perpetrators are in and out. The cops are being defunded. These are all failed urban policies. 94.5 billion dollars in losses due to thefts. And then the people in the community they they cry when the Walmart or Walgreens closes, and I get it. You know, for for the the overwhelming majority of law-abiding people in these communities, transportation's an issue. They can't drive 10 miles to the nearest Walgreens or the nearest Walmart. But then again, those same law-abiding people elect these loser mayors, these loser council members. Here's one board of supervisors, one of the uh, a local board of supervisors in San Francisco. No, I'm sorry, Chicago. Our neighborhood waited a long time for this supermarket, but we're also well aware of the problems they've experienced with drug-related retail thefts, adjacent drug markets, and the many safety issues related to them. Yeah. And then, you know, the the the, the mayor of Chicago was was upset because, well, you know, they. Walmart said they would be here for a long time. Well, they were. 17 years they opened their store. First one. They tried different models. They made adjustments to account for this, but there's only so many you can make. The rest is on the city. And the city didn't come through. So we sit here, we stand here, and we watch this stuff happen. And people are scratching their heads. You know, what should we do? They're wringing their hands. This mayor claiming we need more opportunities for youth. Give me a break. There are more opportunities today than at any time in our history. And I'm talking about for young people. Most of these areas right now, post-pandemic, 
They have more jobs than people who can fill them. You want to talk about opportunities? That's code language. That's code language. We need more social services. We need an area where youth can go and, and, and be themselves. They need a kick in the ass is what they need. So until we get better urban policies, these stores are going to continue to close. The economy suffers as a result. The local economy. Like I said, they pay the biggest portion of property taxes. The businesses. How do you replace that? Mayor Johnson. Mayor Lightfoot. And these other liberal socialist mayor, how are you going to replace that? I know you'll 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 go to the state and you'll go to the federal government asking for more, you know, supplemental money to supplement your budgets. And you need to be told to get lost. Much of this is self-inflicted. You walk down Michigan Avenue now and, and on the Magnificent Mile. You still love going down there. You wouldn't catch me down there now. First of all, I think they said a third of the stores are closed along the Magnificent Mile. Boarded up? Just got fed up with it and couldn't deal with it anymore? I remember going down there at Christmas time. It was beautiful down there. All decorated. All the stores were opening. It was bustling. People felt safe. Now you got to go down there and you got to put up with bands of out of control black youth? Who the hell wants to do that? Memo to these mayors of these cities, LA, San Francisco, where you've decriminalized shoplifting. And ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about shoplifting a candy bar or shoplifting a shirt. We're talking. Organized bands of crooks coming in, clearing off the shelves, and then just walking out. And you see the workers, you've seen the videos, you've seen it on on, on the news. The workers are just standing there in disbelief, frozen in time. They can't get involved in this, nor do they want to. These cities have an obligation to keep these employees safe, to keep the customers safe and to keep the environment as such that a business can profitably operate. This isn't rocket science, folks. We were doing this until this socialist movement that started just a few short years ago, maybe five years ago, maybe four years ago. No bail policies not charging serious criminal offenses, these Soros-supported prosecutors like Kim Fox in Cook County, Alvin Bragg in New York, the San Francisco DA, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, got recalled. And they elected somebody else who said they were going to turn this into a prosecutor's office again. And she's doing it. But in, the, in the, the case of the city of Chicago, they just changed one socialist do-gooder for another. Man, they had an opportunity, and they just let it go by. 
we're supposed to feel sorry for these people that live in these areas of Chicago, L.A., San Francisco? I don't. And neither should you. Attention, patriots. Looking for a great book? Let me recommend The Greatest Story Ever Told. The We the People Bible is available for the first time in history. This Bible is for those who believe it is time to give America back to God. Faith is being targeted, and our country's founding beliefs are being targeted. The We the People Bible is restoring what there is an attempt to remove, the preservation of faith and the preservation of America. One of the most unique features of this Bible is that it includes the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the Pledge of Allegiance as a bonus. This makes it a perfect heirloom to pass on to the generations to come. It is time to give America back to God, and this Bible is a great way to do just that. Get one for yourself and another as a gift for a friend or family member. Go to americasheriff.com and click on the Bible link to order today while supplies last. Friends, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Straight Talk with yours truly, America Sheriff David Clark. And a special thank you also goes out to our sponsors. My goal, as always, is to break down these complex and many times controversial issues and bring it to you straight with a little dose of common sense, no media bias, no talking points, just truth. And this podcast would not be possible without your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite place to listen. And please share this message of common sense on social media. For more content, be sure to follow me on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And just a reminder, we'd love for you to join our Straight Shooters VIP Podcast Club for only $5 per month. And with that membership, you'll receive invitations to attend private podcast events throughout the year as a VIP guest when we come to your town. Plus, if you join today, you'll also receive a free coffee mug and a sample of our private label coffee as long as supplies last. Subscribe and join at America Sheriff. This podcast is brought to you by americasheriff.com with executive producer Judy Wilkinson of JL Wilkinson Consulting and producer Josh Wentz in partnership with our friends at Bulldog Media. If you are interested in partnering with Straight Talk Podcasts or having me speak in your area, please contact Judy at jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com, 706-518-2116. That's jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com, phone number 706-518-2116.